You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I am joined in the studio, uh, firstly here, by Ken. How are you, Ken? Good. One take, Neil. One take, Neil. Good job. Back on the board. I feel like I feel like Nick Cage here for, you know, right before leaving Las Vegas. I don't know why. He was feeling good. He was riding high at that time. He was riding high. That was and then, before the bees came. Yep. And then someone passed him a Ghost Rider comic and it all mm-hmm. went downhill mm-hmm. from there. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing all right. We had a nice conversation about Bose headphones today, our sponsor for today's episode. Um, and uh, just glad that they they gave me their one-year warranty and they, they extended it and gave me a new pair of headphones. This might be the closest we've gotten to a legitimate sponsorship insofar as they sent Neil a replacement pair of headphones. But <laughs> none of the other sponsorships you've ever given on the show have netted us a single penny. So oh. Well, they will one Free day. Free swag. <laughs> Free swag. Uh, and Matt, uh, how are you doing today? Ooh. Oh, Matt's not here. Jeff, uh, where is Matt? Well, uh, you're going to find out in a minute here that uh, one of our guests is a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So Matt got really excited. He wanted to impress him. And uh, he, he saw the, the show they do beforehand. And he, uh, he accidentally mistook a Van de Graaff generator for a Tesla coil. So he's in the hospital recovering. Uh, well, best wishes to Matt. Uh, I'm actually that's, re- that's some, some shocking news, Jeff. Ooh, it is, <laughs> it is shocking. I'll tell you something. Uh, I'm a big, uh, well, I'm not a big reality TV fan. I do watch a lot of it. Colleen loves reality TV, and I watch it with her, Total Divas, Bellas, etc. But uh, I'm uh, eagerly awaiting uh, Vandergraft Rules coming out, uh, the new show <laughs> uh, with Lisa Vandergraft. Um, Man, it's going to be really hard to tell Matt once he regains consciousness that he's used up all of his sick days. Oh, that's true. It's going to be a tough conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should just pretend that the, the podcast never existed when he comes out of his coma, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, but firstly, we'd like to introduce uh, our special guest today, who's going to be playing with Ken. Uh, he is an Intercontinental Champion Patreon supporter, which we appreciate. Thank and you, that, sir. Yes. Thank you very much. And that's Tom Krafzik. How's you it going, guys? Doing great, guys. Doing great. Very, very happy to be on, uh, be a part of your uh, show. It's awesome. Happy to have you. Yeah, we appreciate it and uh, for joining us today. And we have a very special guest uh, hosting today's game. Uh, she put the game together uh, for us this week, and uh, we're super appreciative. And she's also a Patreon supporter at the Cruiserweight level, and that is Carmela Smith. How's it going, Carmela? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Well, great. Nice, nice to have Good. you on our show. Yes. Thank you. Um, some, some of your listeners may be familiar with my voice. Uh, I'm from Trivial Warfare. Uh, so I thought I'd come visit you guys today and see what's up. Yeah, we poached you. <laughs> yes. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gave Carmela a nice bag of, of candy and treats that uh, we like to give all our guests so that when, when she comes back, she's like, oh, they have a great spread here, a great craft services. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, they, they take care of me. All right. <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate you coming on to uh, host this game for us. Yes. Oh, it's not a problem at all. I had fun writing up the questions. Uh, I, I do have some practice doing so, so I think this is going to be a good time. Uh, and I know we're all still riding high uh, from uh, hanging out with you at Geek Bowl, and uh, it's just nice to kind of transition that into uh, having you on the show and, and hopefully uh, the first of many. So, yeah, thank you again. Yeah, it was great to finally meet all of you. I, Neil, I had met you in Boston, but I didn't meet any of the other guys. So uh, it was cool to meet all of you at last. So that was nice. awesome. Yeah, it was nice. So as we said, uh, Tom is a big uh, Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Uh, he said he's from about an hour north of Tampa, you said? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, hour north of Spring Hill. So we wanted to come up with a uh, good team name associated with that. And we came up with what, Tom? 
Thunderstruck, Team Thunderstruck. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, I guess they yeah. play that song before uh, before the games, huh? Yeah, they put on the black lights, light up the test of coils, and get the whole crowd riled up. They play that thing about as loud as your ears can stand. I said, it's amazing. I said, Matt, don't go on the ice. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're but thunderstruck. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, uh, sorry for Matt. He dressed as Thomas Edison, so that's probably why he got shocked uh, on the Tesla coils. But uh, we're ready to uh, start the game. But Jeff, what's our team name today? Because we don't know anything about hockey, really. You watch it. I don't. But we kind of went with the hockey theme. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, I, don't, I can't even read it from here, Neil. Uh, Goonie Slapshot, because Ken likes the movie Goon. I do as well. And then I like Slapshot. So Goonie Slapshot? Sure. Okay. All right. That's not a, a mouthful or anything. No, I mean, it's, it's no worse than nippery slippers or whatever the hell oh, that man, was. Oh, man, that was... <laughs> yeah. I got I to gotta commend slippers. Ken on that. <laughs> Zero mess-ups the whole day. That was impressive. All right, well, without further ado, let's toss it over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. Ready to get into it? Yes, please. Let's Take do it. it. All right. Your first category in the round is going to be a little music to set the mood. When we talk about Rush, we usually talk about Neil Peart and his elaborate drum kit, or we talk about Getty Lee and his high pitch. But I always feel we leave out the guitarist for the band. For the life of me, I can't remember his name. Can someone remind me? We just had this. <laughs> I can't Come remember. Come on, in conversation. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> uh, you, you, you enjoy this era of music. Do you know? I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a big Neil Peart fan just because I'm a I, drummer. But I enjoy Rush, and I, I don't know this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got no idea, Neil. I know, I don't either. All right, we're going to lock in. Well, Tom, uh, I also have no idea, um, <sighs> but a, a great friend of mine told me that if you don't know the answer, the correct answer is always John Leguizamo. So <laughs> how do you feel about John Leguizamo? You know, it's it's one of those things. I've been to a couple Rush concerts, and I, I'm blanking on it. It's poor fellow. So when, uh, when Jeff was saying John, I ought to make when John uh, Bonham. But he's a drummer for Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah, comes in right. Why well, his son? I'm sorry, John Bonham Jr. comes oh. in and plays drums for him sometimes. And I, I'm just blanking on the now. I'm just stuck on John. John Leguizamo's John. It is. It is. Maybe we get lucky. All right, we're <laughs> the, gonna go the with the lucky Leguizamo. We're gonna go for <laughs> a, go. Luck, a lucky Leguizamo. Yeah, he's the pest. Be good. Uh, Jeff, you enjoy yeah. the movie "I Love You, Man." So this is probably the name of the bass player that we think. Except he's the guitar or, or player. This is the guitar player, but still, that's <laughs> uh, so why it's funny. <laughs> we went uh, slap at the bass. Slap at the bass. Close, so close. So there is a clue in the question. Um, I said for the life of me, I couldn't remember his name. The guy's name is Alex Lifeson. Oh, Oof. well, I'm not even going to remember <laughs> that. I, <laughs> I feel bad for those for those guys because I know in the police you got Stuart Copeland and Sting, and I never remember the guitar player's name in that band either. I couldn't even give yeah, you Stuart either. Copeland. Yeah. Oh, Stuart Copeland? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Your next category is where is that again? Patagonia is a region in South America where you could find Magellanic penguins. What two South American countries are in the Patagonian region? We're good, Neil. Oh, okay. All right. Jeff says we're good, so we'll lock in. Apparently, I wrote a Jeff question. <laughs> I think this is Chile and Argentina. Does that that's sound right to you? That's exactly where I was going. I think it's that little little island right off the coast down there is what I'm thinking. Okay, we um, are gonna go sounds good. Chile and Argentina. I think the island might be Tierra del Fuego, unless I have that wrong. But I think Patagonia is in Chile and Argentina. Uh, yeah, the yeah the island is Tierra del Fuego. Yeah. Uh, but Argentina and Chile are your Patagonian countries. You see that, Jeff? Got a geography question right. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> if you go to any Starbucks in the fall during pumpkin spice season, you'll definitely see a lot of Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. All right, your next category is tuition is how much? The Ivy League is a set of schools located in seven states across the northeastern United States. How many schools make up the Ivy League? So, Tom, um, 
I really don't know any colleges or universities too much uh, because I don't really follow college sports. So we're just going to lock in with your best guess, if that's okay with you. Um, so, Jeff, uh, we wrote down a bunch of, of names here. So do we have eight schools then? Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, Penn, uh, NYU, Brown, Cornell, and Princeton? Yeah, I mean, that's as close as I think I'm going to get. I thought it was eight from the get-go, so okay. that makes sense. All right, we're going to lock in with the, the crazy eights. Um, I had ten. I have, um, like you guys said, Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, uh, Princeton, Penn, Brown, Cornell, Columbia, I thought was in there. And for some reason, I keep thinking Boston College is in there, but I don't, I don't think that's right. I will. So we stuck with 10. 10. All right. So your um, Ivy Leagues are made up of eight schools. It's Brown, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, Princeton, and Yale. So it was Columbia, not NYU. Okay. At least yeah. we were in New York. I knew it was New York, though. Yeah. You got New York the number has two. Right, so. The other <laughs> states all have one. All right, good job, guys. Good job. Good job, guys. All right, your next category is Merry Melodies. There have been many memorable characters in the Looney Tunes universe. What diminutive character made their debut in 1942 with the cartoon A Tale of Two Kitties? Um, a Tale of Two Kitties. I just don't know if that's a, uh, a trick, you know, that maybe the title is that, but we're actually talking about a different type of diminutive. Oh, no. Dimin- yeah, um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, we're locked in. Okay, so uh, do you think uh, we're talking about Tweety Bird here? I, I like the Tweety Bird angle. For some reason, I was thinking um, Pepe Le Pew, too, because he was always going after the cats. I wouldn't I call him diminutive. Yeah. Sensual, yes. Diminutive. <laughs> um, I, think, I, think, I think Tweety's a pretty solid answer on this. Let's go with it. All right, we're locked in with Tweety Bird. Tweety is a very good answer. I, I have a feeling that that's probably right. I didn't even think about him. Um because he is diminutive, and cats would love to eat Tweety. Uh, but we thought, uh, first one, we, we said cat to ourselves, and we said, oh, maybe it's Tom um, from Tom and Jerry. And they're like, well, wait, he's not diminutive. Maybe it's Jerry, because he's a mouse, and cats like to eat mouse, uh, mice. So we went with Jerry. So in the tale of two kitties, you have two cats named Babbitt and Catcello, who do look like Abbott and Costello. Uh, but it is the debut of Tweety Bird. Wow, yeah. good job. Well done. Yeah, nice poll on that one. All right, your next category is, ugh, my aching head. Advil is a brand name for what common NSAID pain reliever? We're locked in. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, pretty familiar with this uh, this medicine. Um, my, my only guess is uh, ibuprofen. I'll trade you my cluster migraines any day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, I like to guess ibuprofen. Okay, we're going to just That's, guess uh, ibuprofen. I know there's another there's another one, but I can't think of it. Acetaminophen. Yeah. You said uh, Advil, correct? Oh, yeah. You said yeah, Advil. Advil. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Aleve is, is, is naproxen. naproxen sodium. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is an NSAID uh, yes. of ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. Yep. Advil is a brand name for ibuprofen. Nice. And it technically is sponsored by them today because I'm on ibuprofen currently. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if that was the case, every episode would be sponsored by them. All right. So after uh, five questions, it's currently 30 to 30. Ooh. Hold on. Let me take a swig out of my mason jar of matcha. Here. <laughs> mm. It's very Pinterest of you. <laughs> he just needs like a cinnamon, you know, roll and, and like, uh, I don't know, some figs or something. Your next category is, in other words, in the song, Fly Me to the Moon, Frank Sinatra wanted to see what spring was like on what two planets? We're locked in. <laughs> so Kepler, um, Kepler 45, and no, I think it's uh, Jupiter, Jupiter and Mars. I know Mars is, I think Mars is one of them. Yeah, because it rhymes with stars. Yeah, there you go. I'm pretty and sure I, the I other one's right, Jupiter. Right Jupiter. All right, we're uh, in with Jupiter and Mars. Yeah, back okay. in uh, 2003, um, did an Iowa Idol competition at Courier Dorm at University of Iowa. And uh, I, I almost lost out to the scientist uh, by a, a student playing the scientist by Coldplay and piano. But I edged out. That's not that impressive. That competitor. Hey, man, nobody said it would be easy to win this <laughs> talent show. It would be more impressive if he did it backwards. <laughs> That's true. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, but I was able to get a, a person who was into grunge music who played piano to, and convinced him to play Fly Me to the Moon for me to sing. And I dressed in a fedora 
and was victorious, and it would be Jupiter and Mars. And I think uh, you actually also performed this song on a show that I produced in high school, didn't you? I did, yeah, I did perform yeah. in high school. Yep. A lot of, you have a lot of history with this song. Um, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it better, or else I wouldn't have written it. Anyway. <laughs> well, we like right answers. So. It, yeah, it's all re- yeah. it's all repressed, so you wouldn't have known. It's okay. That's true. <laughs> um, but it is Jupiter and Mars. All right. Right. All right. Your next category is dumping grounds. What river, the largest by volume, discharges over two hundred thousand cubic meters per second into the ocean? It also happens to make up about 20% of the Earth's fresh water. Uh, I have a gut telling me to go in one direction, so we'll, we'll lock in on it. Harry Styles agrees. <laughs> so I know the longest rivers are the Nile and the Amazon. And the Amazon. Um, I think the Yangtze and the Yellow are also pretty, pretty long. So I would go with one of those four, but it's really, uh, in terms of volume, it's kind of a toss-up for me. I mean, my my immediate gut was the Amazon, just because, I mean, it's all that, those natural resources in the mountains and the stuff that flows through South America, I just feel like sure. you get some serious movement through sure. there. I'm cool with it. That was, that was my first gut reaction. Right. I'm good with it. Let's go Amazon. Yeah, um, yeah, the Nile's definitely the longest, and I know the Congo's the deepest, but I think the one that moves the most water is the Amazon, so we want the Amazon. So this river has the largest drainage basin of any river in the world, and that is the Amazon River. All right. All right. All right. It's working nice. for us. Um, the way that movies sometimes like ruin your, uh, what do you call it when you hear something and it makes you think of something, like a memory? Anyway, when I, anytime I hear Amazon, <laughs> sorry, uh, you couldn't remember Have the long? word memory. That's how, that's how memories work, Neil. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but for some reason, anytime I hear the word Amazon River, and I don't even think it's in the movie, I think of John Voight's terrible accent in Anaconda. Anaconda. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's more of like an impression that it makes upon you? Uh, it, yeah. It's <laughs> like, don't go down the river with the snake. It's, it, it's terrible. It's like the whitest so, man the in the world. The most terrible flashback you can have is John Voight's voice in that movie. Yeah, I just see I see Ice Cube <laughs> filming me and then, and yeah, John Voight just yelling at me with a bad accent. All right. Your next category is 98.6 degrees. Though there have been many different thermometers throughout history, what scientist was the first to develop a reliable thermometer using mercury? His legacy may not be as appreciated in most areas of the world. Uh, I've got a guess, Neil. You got a guess? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. I'm looking at what Jeff's writing here um, as I take his temperature. Um, <laughs> and you're a little warm, but I don't think there's any cause for concern. Yeah, it'll be over in a second here, and then I can sit back down. I believe that I, I agree with that answer. Let's lock that one in. All right, we're locked in. That took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea on this one, Tom? Um, obviously, you want to go. You want to go, Kelvin or so? Maybe, maybe it was Kelvin. And he's not as popular in the rest of the world. I don't. I don't understand what that means. Maybe yeah, uh, Doctor John Leguizamo or Doctor John. The return again. Yeah. I, I don't mind Kelvin. That's not a bad. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, let's give it a shot. That's a good guess. Kelvin. I'll let you take it, Jeff. Um, so I, I thought about Kelvin, but I don't really think that's used anywhere. And so I, I thought in the clue, I may have heard this wrong, that it was uh, not as common. So uh, our guess was Fahrenheit. Oh, is that a person? So the guy who invented the mercury thermometer uh, also used it to... Um, he had his own temperature measurement that he developed along with it. And that guy's name was Daniel Gabriel Fahrenheit. Oh, nice. Daniel Gabriel John Leguizamo <laughs> Fahrenheit. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You'll get partial credit. I'll award zero points. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Your next category oh. is shut up and drive. The German language is full of useful compound words like Kummerspeck, which refers to emotional eating and translates to grief bacon. Fahrvergnügen <laughs> is another compound word that means driving pleasure. What German car company used this word as an advertising slogan in the 90s? Yeah, we're, we're locked in. Feel free to talk, guys. Um, do you think it's uh, Volvo? BMW? I think uh, Volvo is uh, Swedish. I think so. My, my my gut was VW. I mean, I remember VW had a lot of oh, Volkswagen in the 90s, and they were huge. Oh, we could do that. Volkswagen. That works for me. Tom is correct. Uh, Volvo is Swedish. Um, 
Yeah, we were, we were, Neil and I were kind of writing back and forth here, and uh, we thought all of the like luxury brands seemed too serious to, to do something like that, so we rolled out Mercedes, Audi, BMW, and uh, we too went Volkswagen. It is Volkswagen, or nice. Volkswagen, if you want to pronounce it like Drew. Volkswagen. All right. And your last category in the round is, I heard Neil doesn't like Lord of the Rings. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> You heard correctly. (laughs) The Fellowship of the Ring starts with a long-expected party for Bilbo. How many years was Bilbo celebrating? We're locked in. Oh, double lock. Maybe I should just talk it out because I have no idea and just see if I can reason it out before we go with your answer you wrote down there, Jeff. How many years was his party? Well, it's his party. He can cry if he wants to. (laughs) Bilbo. I disappear with a ring if he wants to yeah i'm just gonna uh, this isn't our official answer you have it down there jeff i'm just gonna say it's like it's probably like a hundred years party because they're hobbits maybe they live longer i don't know so i don't know that i don't know the the terms of lord of the rings so officially he's 111 but it's 111 correct 111 Awesome. awesome yep it's his 111st birthday party so he was 111 that was kind of close i was only off by 11 <laughs> Yeah, you were actually very close for not knowing anything about it. (laughs) All right. So at the end of the first round, looks like uh, you guys over there have racked up 80 points. And uh, me and Tom are right behind you with 70 points. All right. So your swing round is in the category Starships Were Meant to Fly. So for five points each, I'm going to give you the name of a spaceship. And you're going to give me the TV show, movie, or video game it's from. Okay. So your first one is Bebop. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, the Normandy. Number three, Serenity. Number four, Tantifor. Number five, Galactica. Number six, Nostromo. Number seven, UNSC Infinity. Number eight, Eagle Five. Number nine, Planet Express. And number 10, Discovery One. All right, Jeff and I are going to step out and uh, discuss. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Okay, our teams have had some time to discuss, and uh, all of our answers are in. So if you can reread the questions really quick, and we'll, we'll provide our answers for five points apiece. 
All right. So give the movie, TV show, or video game that features these spaceships. Number one, Bebop. Uh, I think uh, Jeff and I are pretty confident that that is Cowboy Bebop. In a show that would become a genre unto itself, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> that That is Cowboy Bebop. All right, the Normandy. I just had a funny feeling about this one. Um, I just remembered playing StarCraft as a kid. I felt that that might be the... Um, can't remember what it's called the the battle cruiser that one of the characters rides but i could be totally off but we said starcraft I sort of forgot about starcraft when we were th- talking about this list that's a that's a good insight we uh we didn't know we thought maybe it was like an older tv show we went uh we said star trek deep space nine right uh well the normandy has a special place in my heart uh because it's from my favorite video game mass effect oh put it for the wrong one i had a feeling mass effect was somewhere on this list serenity so uh, there are probably two possible answers for this one, one of them being Serenity itself, um, the other one being the TV show Firefly. Yeah, and we, uh, we said the canceled too soon, but please, if, if uh, bringing shows back is any indication, never bring it back. Uh, we said Firefly. Uh, there are two possible answers, Serenity being the movie and Firefly being the television show. Tantive 4. Uh, this is the one we guessed Mass Effect 4. Yeah, uh, we weren't sure. Uh, Tana 4 sounded old-fashioned, and we know that Doctor Who likes to do old-fashioned things, uh, and it reminded us of Gilbert and Sullivan's HMS Pinafore, so we just said Doctor Who. So Tanta 4 is one of the first ships you see in Star Wars. Mm. It is the ship that Leia is captured on. Oh, oh there was a Star Wars. Jeff was like, I, I don't know if any of these ring a bell for Star Wars, but there there it was. Galactica. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, it's that uh, show Dwight keeps getting uh, Steve Carell to watch on The Office, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, Battlestar Galactica, one of the most emotionally draining shows I've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> What's that show you want to watch? Battleship Star Gaze? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your next one is Nostromo. For Nostromo, we put Alien. Yeah, it took me a while to get there. Uh, this is one that Ken got right away, and, and it took me a little bit. But then I uh, remembered all the great news coverage of that high school that did a production, a low-budget production of Alien, uh, where really Scott sent a letter, and uh, I pictured the Nostromo on the side of the, the uh, foam there. So we want Alien. Yep, Nostromo is from Alien. UNSC Infinity. Uh, I hope I don't upset any Trekkies out there, but we put Star Trek. Um, we thought uh, this maybe wasn't a Star Trek one. We thought maybe this was uh, Halo. So we said Halo. So UNSC stands for United Nations Space Command, which is the primary uh, agency in Halo. Ah. So it's a Halo ship. That UNSC really helped us because I, I thought We're like all of their... Space Marines. Well, yeah, yeah, they're like Space Marines and it made me think of Marines. I was like, oh, that's like Cap- uh, Master Chief. I was going to call him Captain Chief. but <laughs> <laughs> That is why I put it there. <laughs> Eagle 5. Yeah, this is where um, we put Halo on our list, unfortunately. Uh, we, we did go in the video game direction, too, but we went Doom on this one. So Eagle 5 takes the shape of a Winnebago in Spaceballs. <sighs> one we had mentioned. Yeah, that's my yeah. bad. Planet Express. My favorite ship on the list, Futurama. Yep, not not my favorite ship on the list, but definitely a solid one. Uh, we said Futurama. Her personality is, is a little uh, biting. <laughs> yeah, Bebop would be Jeff's favorite, I'm pretty sure. I would think so. I mean, although I'm a huge Firefly fan too. So, Have you ever tried the Firefly, Firefly flan? <laughs> the recipe from Joss Whedon? While you're watching Firefly, you eat the Firefly flan. <laughs> and your last one is Discovery 1. Uh, we thought Lost in Space had to be on this list somewhere, so that's where we put Lost in Space. How could you forget me, David? Please put me on your list, David. Uh, so we, we went with uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. It would now be a uh, list full of ships without something from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Mm. 
Oh, you guys did pretty good. It was funny. We were we, thought. we were discussing, yeah. and uh, Neil's like, name an old movie with sh- like a spaceship, and I was like, like two thousand and one. He's like, oh, that's it. That's the one. Mm. I was like, how did you forget <laughs> that one? Well, that brings <laughs> us to uh, ninety-five total with an addition of twenty-five points. And uh, we're up at uh, 115. Good job, guys. Yeah, it's been a great first round and swing round. Uh, Jeff, I know we were talking a little bit earlier today about how much we appreciate uh, the fact that Tom and Carmela are both Patreon supporters. Uh, So we have some new perks that uh, just went up recently at the beginning of April. So why don't you uh, tell people a little bit about some of those new perks? So, yeah, um, if you support us, uh, you can get things uh, as we've been promoting this whole time, including uh, bonus episodes. Uh, We do some fun little uh inside jokes and postings there too our, our bet wagers video go up there now so uh you can see those exclusively there if you're a patron um but we're doing um signed posters we've got some really cool designs we just got shipped in uh that we're going to be signing today in fact um you can get uh triviality swag boxes as we're calling them mm-hmm. so uh there's a lot of great things there uh it really helps out the show if you can support us uh we are very appreciative to all the people who support the show currently if you'd like to join them and uh and get a little bit back uh for giving to us you can do so at patreon.com slash triviality podcast check it out carmela take it away with round two all right starting off round two is obligatory sports question The World Cup is probably my favorite tournament ever, even if my favorite team went out in the group stage this last one. There have been 21 World Cup tournaments since 1930. Only one country has appeared in all of them. What country is that? Hmm. I feel like this is one I've heard before, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I'm bringing it down to um these countries here jeff and you can let me know which one you'd like to go with because i feel like there's an an answer that you'd want to go with right away but is it a trick is it not a trick that's what's that's what's fun about trivia and uh maybe carmel is trying to trick us here so tom i have wrote down england brazil uh germany Uh, i think i'm leaning towards brazil what do you think uh at the top of my list i had germany and brazil um italy england um, I really like the Brazil answer. Okay. Um, let's go with that. All right. We're going to go with Brazil. Yeah, for Jeff and I, it was between Brazil, England, Argentina. Uh, and I just, you know, my gut reaction is, you know, the best soccer player of all time is from Brazil. So we thought, uh, why not go Brazil? So the only country that has been in all 21 tournaments is Brazil. Okay. Nice. Starting strong. Yeah. They've also won the most. They've won five. So Cool. So your next category is Trans Day of Visibility. So the day we're recording this, uh, March 31st, is the Trans Day of Visibility. So I wanted to make sure that was represented in the game. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So here's your question. Janet Mock is a writer and trans activist with two best-selling memoirs, Redefining Realness and Surpassing Certainty. She has also made history by being the first trans woman of color to be hired as a writer on a television series. What is the name of this FX television series which depicts LGBTQ ball culture in the late 80s? Uh, we are locked in. I am unfortunately not aware of this show. Do you have any idea? Uh, I, I do not. I have no guess at all. Unfortunately, I just have no idea. None. Okay. I, I don't even have a guess. We'll have to tap out, I guess. We're going to say uh, John Leguizamo. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Lucky Leguizamo. <laughs> uh, I, could be, I could be wrong on this. Uh, I've seen a few episodes. It's really good. Uh, I believe it's the Ryan Murphy-produced Pose. Uh, yes. Uh, Ryan Murphy, probably better known for his American Horror Story, also created the show, and it is Pose. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, I've not heard good of job. that. Um, yeah, my, my mom and I uh, watched a little bit, so I knew that one. And it's a great question by Carmelo there to bring this up. Uh, if you guys would like to learn more about uh, uh, this special day uh, that we're recording on, uh, you can go to uh, hrc.org, which is the human rights campaign, slash transgender for all transgender-related resources. So thank you for bringing that up, Carmelo. Thank you. I'm wearing my uh, my Protect Trans Kids shirt today. Nice. Very nice. In, yeah. honor, so, in honor of today. All right. Next question. Um, I'm going to apologize to Neil in advance. Lord of the Rings adjacent. Yes. (laughs) In the Led Zeppelin song, Ramble On, Robert Plant sings about meeting a girl so fair in the land of Mordor. What character does he mention by name that slipped away with her? 
So here's my limited knowledge about Lord of the Rings, okay? Um, if I'm thinking of someone fair, I'm thinking of Kate Blanchett. Galadriel? Sure. Um, <laughs> either Galadriel or Liv Tyler's character. Yeah. Who are they? Who did they run away with? In the Is it uh, Vigo? Or I don't know. I don't know the movie really well. So one of them, I'm sure, is either married or has a tryst with... Uh, a noble man or or woman i'm not sure so i'm not sure who who that could be i just to... think it's so funny how <laughs> most of led zeppelin's songs are actually about lord, lord of the rings, rings. Are, are they are they really yeah, a ton there's of a lot yeah. of them <laughs> they're about vikings and making love and, and lord of the vikings rings. making love <laughs> making viking love it's basically lord of the rings fanfic I never thought, yeah. I never knew that. Maybe oh, I should listen to their catalog and then I'll get into Lord of the Rings. They have a whole concept <laughs> album, one of them. All right, let's, like, let's let Ken talk. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm not as familiar with the song, the song lyrics, but I can kind of maybe figure this out with you, Tom. Um, so I think they do say Frodo's name in a song, but I don't, it doesn't really make sense in this context. Um so, oh, you know what? I just I just clicked in my head from the lyrics. Morgoth, Gollum, Gollum slipped away yeah, with the maiden. Gollum slips away with her. Yeah. Okay, Gollum. Yeah, oh. it just clicked. You started talking, and you got me thinking, and boom. All right, we're in with Gollum. Ooh, I didn't even think about Gollum. Doesn't really make sense either, but that's fine. It's kind of like a bad Tinder you, date. You go for it, Lord of the, uh, Led Zeppelin. You go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a Tinder thing. Like she thinks she's getting Vigo, but then she gets Gollum shows up at the bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't know, obviously I, I know I'm talking out of my ass. So I, I said, Jesse's girl. <laughs> <laughs> so the lyrics go "Twas in the darkest depths of Mordor. Was in the darkest depths of Mordor. <laughs> I met a girl so fair, but Gollum and the evil one crept up and slipped away with her. So it is Gollum. Oh, what was she doing hanging around nice. Mordor for? That's what I, I want to know. <laughs> That's suspicious. <laughs> Is Mordor where the where the Eye of Sauron is? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Shout out to my my cousin Mary. She's the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. She even told me when we did our late Ami, she's like, "Oh, I would have crushed that." And I was like, "Oh, you should come on the show." And she said, "No, and that's okay. I don't need to." But she loves Lord of the Rings, so I have to really consult you know consult with her and have her show me the ways. Or, Try to do or that. Just watch it. Yeah. Not hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm picking on Neil because I, whenever I listen to somebody, they're like, "Oh, I'd have never seen Lord of the Rings, or I don't like it." I'm like, "Oh." weird (laughs) (laughs) it is weird you're one of those (laughs) but you know what you fill it in with all the other movies so it's fine true (laughs) your next category is drink with caution the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy series has plenty of strange characters including zaphod beeblebrox among Zaphod's achievements include inventing a drink described as (laughs) the alcoholic equivalent of a mugging Expensive and bad for the head. What is the name of this drink? Damn it. Apologies <laughs> are owed. So uh. Gina Gina Kimenaw, um graciously sent us the full series of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He told us not to read book four. Yep. And we have them here. Uh, we, were trying, we were trying to decide who was gonna read <laughs> who was gonna read them first. And I have them right here. Because we said she goes, there's always a question about Hitchhiker's Guide. We're like, all right, we gotta read these books now. And we just haven't op- we haven't gotten to it yet because we haven't decided who's going to read them first. And now I feel bad. Sorry, Gina. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hitchhikers and Lord of the Rings are great for trivia. <laughs> so. Uh, so this question was on Trivial Warfare once, I think, mm-hmm. and it was also on this show. And yeah. I, so I've heard the answer at least two times. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, so we're looking for the name of the drink. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, and you would think I would know because I'm usually pretty good with it's the like ones a, that have been on the show before. It's like a funny combination of words, like scuttlebutt or something, right? Yeah, it's some weird, yeah. uh, like a whiz bang. Oh, like that. <laughs> that kind of sounds right. Yeah, it does. I actually really like whiz bang. Yeah, I, it's not right, but it's close. I like that. We're it's gonna, not the worst answer of, it's of not, today. <laughs> yeah, we're going to lock in with whiz bang. So whiz bang is what I said incorrectly last time. <laughs> I'm sure about that. <laughs> Also, sorry for the repeat question. No, no, <laughs> it's, no, no, it's okay. These, these are great. We, we no, still, we still, still can't get I, it. I like, I like to be re-challenged <laughs> with stuff that I mess up. Uh, it's got the word blaster in it, almost for sure. It's like head blaster. No, or something. no. It, it's, it is more like... It's, got like a, it's a long name. Fizz blaster. Oh, you want to go fizzy lifting drink, don't you? 
<laughs> it's it's long, but not so long that that it's absurd. I think it's like two words, and one of them, the second word's blaster. <laughs> Makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've heard these this exact question i don't know several times and i was like i'm like you guys i'm gonna go check this book out all right i'm gonna read it fizz blaster fizz blaster fizz blaster uh what do you think jeff uh we went with uh whiz bang because that's what i thought it was last time but i think i just misremembered ken's bad answer Mm -hmm. so the drink is the pan galactic gargle blaster Mm. (laughs) gargle blaster (laughs) Uh, you're like a quarter of the way there ken I hate myself. <laughs> Good day, sir. Good day, sir. I mean, <sighs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold the hold yourself too accountable for that. Pan galactic gargle blaster, everybody. Don't worry, I will forget the gargle every time. All right, your next category is she blinded me with pseudoscience. In honor of Carmela, science. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. There are twelve signs in the Western zodiac. What is the tenth sign? Oh, you know what? J.C. Chazay. Uh, all throughout, he's from NSYNC. Uh, NSYNC's number two. What's NSYNC? Uh, NSYNC. Uh, what is an NSYNC? So NSYNC. Uh, That's when people talk at the same time and right. it lines up. Here's a little history for Ken, because just to make him angry, it'll be funny. Um, so NSYNC was named after Justin Timberlake's mom said, all of your singing and dancing is very NSYNC. And also it is the last letter or, or part of their names put together. Um, and don't forget the star in, uh, before the N. Um, but uh, JC <laughs> Chazay always used to wear a, uh, a Libra or Leo um, uh, pendant. But I don't believe his birthday is in October. Not that I should know that or why I do. Okay, we're going to lock in. We have, a, we have an answer. So um, That was a lot. Yeah. So I'm a Sagittarius, born in early December. I think that's the 12th one, right? Sagittarius. Scorpio is before that. So either there's the one before Scorpio or Scorpio would be my answer. I don't know what the one before Scorpio is. Maybe there's one after Sagittarius. Is that possible? My sister's born in the middle of October, and she's Scorpio. Let's say Scorpio. I'm, I'm thinking there's one in between, that, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm guessing. We're gonna yeah. say Scorpio. Uh, Scorpio sounds cool. I was trying to. That was the one I couldn't. It does sound cool. It does sound cool. Um, uh, I, I don't even know what month this is, but uh, we just said Libra. All right. So Libra is the uh, seventh sign, and Scorpio, which is what I am, is the eighth sign. Um, the oh. tenth sign is the Capricorn. What? How, how could we be so wrong? I'm I'm a Capricorn. I wow. thought that was a tenth sign. So um, the zodiac actually begins with Aries, which starts in the middle of March. Oh, I see. that's good to know. Oh. So A A for Aries. That's what starts. Okay, I'm yep. gonna remember that. So it starts with Aries and ends with Pisces. Okay. So Pisces is the twelfth sign. All right. So after uh, five questions in the second round, looks like uh, what, what were you guys? The Goonie slap shots. Goonie slap shots. You guys are <laughs> at uh, one thirty-five, pulling ahead. Uh, Thunderstruck lagging a little bit behind at one fifteen, but uh, not out of reach. We're gonna have right. to take it to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's convenient because your next category is obligatory sports. Sports question two: Electric Boogaloo. Ooh. <laughs> The NBA record holder for blocks has 3,830, and he averaged about 3.09 blocks a game. Who is the seven-foot-tall Hall of Famer? Uh, all right, it's between these two guys. Uh, my gut is telling me him, but I always guess him, and I'm and wrong. I, I, I agree, because I immediately thought, I think it's him because of the, you know. Yeah, right. But I think it's wrong, okay. so I want to go with the other one. Okay, so we're locked in. Okay. Okay, so let me interpret what they just said. Uh, and then uh, you can let me know what you think. I think the two answers they were looking at were Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Takembe Mutombo, who I only know from this podcast. Takembe Mutombo <laughs> does some kind of finger wag thing. So I think that's what they were talking about. And I think they went with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for that reason. So that's my, um, that's my uh, input. I think Mutombo is a good guess. Um, but I think he, I don't think he's the record holder. I think just, I think he's known for his uh, showmanship with the finger wagging. Mm. I believe it's Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Okay. 
That's a great answer. I'm let's, pretty sure. Let's do what he said. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, Ken was almost right. Uh, we we wrote down Dikembe Mutombo because he's famous for like the Geico commercials with the finger wag and uh, blocking. Was the, I thought it was a Snickers commercial, or, isn't it? Maybe both. But uh, the other person I wrote down who I know was very very tall was Manute Bowl, who I thought blocked a lot, but yeah. I don't know if he blocked the most. So we went with Manute Bowl. All right. So your top three. Uh, number three is. Uh, Abdul Jabbar. Number two is Matumbo. And the record holder is Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. Yay. Great poll. Hakeem. It was all me. <laughs> <laughs> Hakeem the dream, I believe. Not at all. Not at all. You had two and three, which is pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Next category is tabloid fodder. Short term celebrity marriages are nothing new. How many husbands did Elizabeth Taylor have? Oh, I'm trying to, I, I got to remember between her marriages, how many marriages she had and how many husbands she had because she married the same guy three times, two or three <laughs> times. Hold on. Hold on. I, my gut was three, but it may be as many as five. I'm kicking around. All I, right. We can stick with whatever I'll, you like. I'm going to lock in. Hmm. Oh man, this is going to kill me. My mom's going to be angry. Um <laughs> Six, five shout or out, six. <clears throat> shout out to Neil's mom who's getting a bunch of plugs on today's episode. Uh, well, we, we used to read all the you know tabloid magazines and like Hollywood history, and I used to know this like it was ingrained in my head, um, but uh, it's leaving me now. Um, how many merit? One, two. Uh, uh, let's go with uh, four or five. Just pick one number. Well, if you think it's seven, and she married the one guy three times, I think it's five. Okay, so we're locked in with five. I also okay. locked in with five. All right. So Elizabeth Taylor got married eight times. She had seven husbands. Ooh. So her husband. That's so funny. I wrote down eight initially, and then I remembered that she married the same guy. Shoot. So her seven husbands were Conrad Nikki Hilton of Hilton Hotels. Who was beheaded? Michael Michael Wildling. (laughs) Died in childbirth. Eddie Fisher, uh, father of Carrie Fisher. Richard Burton twice. John Warner and her last husband was Larry Fortensky. She married seven guys. So I was Ooh. I should have just went with my gut. It was seven. <sighs> Sorry, Jeff. It's okay. All right. Your next category is controversial science. What kind of science with questionable ethics is the study of human improvement through genetic means? Locked in. Uh so they're locked in. I believe it's Dianetics, right? Or no, or is Dianetics mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard? Isn't uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, isn't the isn't the one the Nazis proposed eugenics? Eugenics, that's right. I always yeah. mix up Dianetics and eugenics, but you know, L. Ron Hubbard's probably the same thing. Um, eugenics, that sounds right to me. Uh, okay, so we're gonna go with eugenics. Uh, that's actually what I wrote down as well, Tom. If you're good with that, I'm very good with that. Yeah. So uh, aside from the historical context, uh, there's a great show. Uh, that was canceled called the Nick. And, uh, there's actually a pretty large plot line about eugenics as well. So we said eugenics. So, uh, yeah, Dianetics is whatever (laughs) this church of Scientology uses. Uh, but it was, the Nazis tried to use it, uh, but it it definitely fell out of favor. There's some resurgence, uh, here and there throughout the years, but it is eugenics. Father son bonding. Donald Sutherland and Keeper Sutherland have been in several movies over their careers, but they've only been in two together. Name either movie. He was actually supposed to be, Donald was supposed to be Keeper's dad in uh, one of the seasons of 24, but the schedule didn't work out, so James Cromwell took that over. I'm sure he's not. Oh, that would have been interesting um, if he was the Cromwell character. Um, he's definitely not in the Italian job, so. Tom, if you don't know, I'm just going to lock in with a guess. Yeah, go ahead. I'm okay. I'm drawing blanks. Okay, we're locked in. Yeah, Jeff, I'm sorry. I know one of them's a Western, and uh, it was recent. It was in the last, like, five years. Within the last five years, um, Kiefer might have even written it or directed it, or maybe Donald did. I can't remember, but uh, anything on your end or no? There's nothing with, like, uh, back in the young Kiefer days where no, Donald might have been in the background? No, I don't think he was in Stand By Me or Lost I, Boys, I obviously, either, or, yeah. um, or no, I, I'm trying man, uh, I can see the I can who see the DVD the, box. Who else is in the Western? I, just them two. That's all I can think of, honestly. Um, yeah, 
So a million ways to cry in the West. We're going to, we're going to lock in. <laughs> I'm just looking up this documentary is in so I can tell people to check it out, but we're locked in with that. So that's incorrect. All right. Well, yeah, we uh, couldn't quite figure it out either. I think you had a late thought, uh, but it was too yeah. late after we locked in. What, what were you thinking? I, I, I was thinking, um, Donald appeared in young guns, but hmm. I think that's the Western. Okay. But I might be totally off on that one. Well, we just uh, locked in with a movie that Kiefer is in that I quite enjoy called Melancholia. It does have uh, some brief appearances by Stellan Skarsgård and uh, John Hurt. I don't think Donald Sutherland's actually in it, though. But we said Melancholia. Yeah, and I couldn't come up with it. I knew he was in a Western with his dad in the last five years. Couldn't think of the name. Uh, So uh, we locked in with uh, a documentary called I Trust You to Kill Me. Uh, It's about a band that uh, was on Kiefer's record label. He's a big music music fan. And I just uh, implore you to just type in Kiefer Sutherland Christmas Tree uh, because in the documentary he gets wasted and right in front of a Christmas tree someone says... uh, um, Kiefer something 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 uh with the christmas tree and he goes uh, that would explain everything and he runs and knocks over the christmas tree drunk so <laughs> i trust you to kill me all right so i have two movies i don't think either one of these are a western so mm. i have to look to see which one it was you're talking about uh but i have max dugan returns and a time to kill oh the, is he oh, the john grisham one. Oh yeah interesting wow the Western movie was uh, 2015's Forsaken. Oh. Uh, but I believe it was straight to video. It was a very, very small release. It had Demi Moore uh, and Donald Sutherland in there. No uh, Kiefer? No Kiefer? And Kiefer as well, oh. yeah. Oh, so okay. there's a third? So there's a third. Surprise third. Surprise third. <laughs> but it didn't make a difference uh, to the result, so. All right, and your last question in the round is in double entendre. What blonde bombshell said, if you give a man a free hand, he'll run it all over you? Well, I wrote down a uh, blonde bombshell, if you'd like to lock in and have these guys discuss, Tom. Yeah, that's fine. It's a pure, that's purely fine. a guess. Yeah. Okay, we're locked. That's all, that's all I would have. <laughs> Do you have a an inkling to this quote, Jeff? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, at first I was thinking just on the blonde bombshell, Marilyn Monroe but it doesn't feel like a quote of hers, does it? You wrote down Jane Mansfield. Yeah, and Mae West. Um, yeah. Mae West was always uh, um, very vocal. She was really cool. Um, I could see her saying that. I, I mean, I could I could name, you know, Hollywood bombshells all day, and I just, I, I wouldn't know who to who to put it with because a lot of them had, like, the coolest quotes, and they're... They're, they're always very sharp. Um <laughs> You might be right with Monroe, but uh, let's let's go Mae West. And I wrote down Jane Mansfield. All right. So this uh, bombshell often got in trouble for things like censorship because she often said very uh, things that might be considered double entendre, and that is Mae West. Ooh, good job. Wow. At the conclusion of round two looks like uh the total score for thunderstruck is 135 and right ahead of us the goonie slap shots with 155 so got a little bit of ground to make up in the final round but Mm -hmm. uh not out of reach all right so your five categories for the final are going to be rest in peace as known by the romans number three is catch them all number four maladies and number five first blood all the wagers have been locked in and we are ready for the questions all right so your first category rest in peace what spoof king has the words letter rip written on his headstone number two as known by the romans caledonia was the roman name for what modern day country Number three, catch them all. How many Pokemon are in the first generation? Number four, maladies. If you've been diagnosed with bruxism, what have you been doing? And number five, first blood. Chrissy Watkins is the name of the first victim in what famous movie from the mid-1970s? Oh, Tom, we're in trouble. But uh, let's uh, break apart and we'll discuss this. Good thing I suffer from bruxism, Jeff. 
Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. After some discussion, all the answers are now locked in. So uh, if you want to run those questions back and we'll give our answers. Sure. For your first category, rest in peace. What spoof king has the words letter rip written on his headstone? Well, I was not specifically uh, familiar with this, um, but we wagered 20 on this one. So we had to come up with a pretty good guess and we came up with Groucho Marx. Yeah, for this one, uh, we wagered 10. Uh, we weren't really sure what the question was going to be. Uh, we, we talked about different spoof kings uh, like Daryl Zanuck, uh, Leslie Nielsen, um, uh, and, uh, well, Weird Al Yankovic is not dead, uh, but we didn't know. So uh, for some reason, I just put Rip Turner, who I don't know who that is, but Rip Turner. All right. So this guy is famous for things like Police Squad and Airplane uh, is Leslie Nielsen. Wow. Well, I'm kind of uh, surprised by the answer being uh, Leslie Nielsen. I was kind of under the impression that he was um, sort of dry and didn't quite always get the jokes, right? So I'm kind of surprised that in his death he had a funny insignia. Hmm. Uh, apparently he has a bench also near his uh, his headstone that says it's always good to have a place to sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, your next category was as known by the Romans. Caledonia was the Roman name for what modern-day country? So on this one, we weren't too sure. Uh, we wagered uh, 10 on this one, and uh, when we heard the question, we were less sure. Uh, we guessed Turkey. Yeah, we uh, we wagered nothing on this one. Um, Neil originally thought it was Turkey. Um, I sort of had an inkling that it was France, but I think I'm confusing it for their island, New Caledonia. And then uh, we decided to uh, just go the Iron Brew route, and we said Scotland. So uh, France was known as Gaul, uh, Turkey is known, was known as Anatolia, and the Iron Brew route is the way to go because Caledonia was Scotland. Wow, Jeff. Good job. It's all that fizzy drink. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Addy. All right. Next category, catch them all. How many Pokemon are in the first generation? All right, uh, we wagered 20 on this one, and I think there's a little trick on this one. So I think the baseline is that there's 150 original ones, and then I think there's Mew and Mewtwo. So we said 152. All right, so we wagered 10 on this one, and uh, I'm a little nervous because I know I I was trying to figure out the trick myself. Um, But Mewtwo is 150, and I couldn't remember if it was 150 or 151 with Mew, and we went 151. So the trick is that Mew is 151. Oh, shoot. I was so close to the right answer there. So close. Category four was maladies. If you've been diagnosed with bruxism, what have you been doing? 
All right. This one we wagered another 20 on. Um, hoping my train of thought was right. Uh, I think Neil was trying to throw us off by saying that he was suffering from bruxism. Um, and we said, Tom? That we were, uh, we said that uh, it's from drinking heavily. <laughs> drinking heavily. Ooh. Um, well, I do not suffer from that. Uh, but we wagered zero. I'm not sure if you can hear this. You mean this? There you go. Uh, my Ooh. my jaw is uh, overdeveloped because I grind my teeth at night. So I said grind teeth. So my jaw also makes that clicky sound. Uh, if you have bruxism, you grind your teeth. Ken so. is grinding his teeth right now. At yeah, we're, we're, we're taking a hit in this, this final round. So everybody in the studio's when, uh, jaw pops? Yeah. Yep. Jaw pops? Yeah. Uh-huh. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when they were discussing, they were trying to figure out, you know, the, the Neil angle. And they said that you got neck aches and, ba- and headaches. I'm like, yeah, grinding your teeth will do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I get some migraines from there for sure. Yep. Yeah. And your last category was first blood. And the question is Chrissy Watkins is the name of the first victim in what famous movie from the mid 1970s. Uh, we wagered 10 on this one and I'll let, uh, I'll let Tom take it. We took a uh, we took a stab at Halloween. Ah, nice. Ooh, Laurie Strode, Halloween. Um, <laughs> we we wagered ten. Um, this is a great question to end on, and I, I thank Carmela for this because uh, not only was I kind of beaten over the head with uh, my Lord of the Rings uh, knowledge or lack of knowledge uh, for that matter, but um, you know there's a cautionary tale of a uh, of a young woman who uh, drank a little too much and shouldn't have. Uh, skinny dipped in the ocean uh, with uh, her soon-to-be boyfriend of the night, and uh, that would be Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Oh. So Chrissy Watkins went skinny dipping and got pulled under in Jaws. Man, we took a (laughs) beating. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we have ended with 55 points on our side, and it looks like these these guys uh, gained just 10 more points, but it's enough to make them cream of the crop at 165. Congrats, guys. You are the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Good times. Yeah, uh, just great game. Great written game, Carmela. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I actually had a great great time, uh, you know, guessing those answers, and we didn't do too bad throughout the course of the game. But that that final round just uh, took us out. Uh, yeah, no, it was a great game. Um, thank you, Jeff, for for being a uh, great teammate there. Oh, thank you, you too, Neil. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, Tom, uh, before we let you go, uh, any last words, any shout outs you'd like to give uh, to the family? Oh, okay. Well, thank you guys very much for uh, having me on the show. I had a great time. It was a little. Nervous. <laughs> uh, no worries. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my local um, trivia team. We're Prestige Worldwide. Play at uh, nice. at Classics. Um, my teammates, my wife Joanna, um, and the rest of us are all in the neighborhood here. My uh, my buddy Tommy and Matt, along with Jillian, Linda, and uh, Jillian's uh, father Tom. Nice. Yeah, that's our team, and uh, they're the reason why they. Uh, I'm here because they pushed me to play in the trivia stuff and we're having a lot of fun with it. And awesome. Well, you guys have me on the show. I was honored to be your uh, temporary teammate and uh, good luck <laughs> in the playoffs to the lightning. Yeah. Good Thank luck you indeed. very much. Yes. That, that means a lot. Thank you. Uh, for everyone uh, who might not know uh, who you are, Carmela and should get to know you. Um, how about you tell us where people can find you and then uh, anything else you'd like to tell us? Sure. Uh, So for those of you that may not know, I'm also on a trivia podcast called Trivial Warfare. And um, so you can find us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts by searching Trivial Warfare and come play trivia with us. Um, If you want to talk to me on Twitter and see me be really snarky with people that are dumb, you can uh, find me at at TWA First Lady. Um, Or if you want to send me any trivia questions, um, I definitely take those and i use them that's twa first lady at gmail.com so thank you so much for having me on this is a lot of fun um and i i think you guys are great you guys are doing a wonderful job and uh please keep doing what you're doing well we do our best yeah we do we do what we can (laughs) we we appreciate all the support and and uh uh, the well wishes from you it always uh keeps us going and um you know speaking of that uh we've been asking lately just uh 
a little call for reviews um, just helps us out a little bit with our uh, search algorithm. So um, if you can, you know, go to iTunes, uh, preferably to uh, to leave a review if you have a second. Uh, we have a, a new one here. Uh, it says uh, Trivia for All. I love this pod. The hosts are great. The questions are interesting and they cover a diverse amount of topics. I've been listening for over a year and had to join the Patreon just to get more content. So uh, thank you for that review. Um, and it just means a lot. Anytime someone reaches out and takes the time to do that, uh, to let us know how we're doing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, it fuels us. So don't, don't ever think that your words don't mean anything because they mean a lot. So. It's the iron brew for the soul. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, thank you very much to, uh, our cruiserweight champion on Patreon, Carmela uh, Smith for uh, writing that wonderful game. Uh, our intercontinental champion, Tom Krasick, uh, for, uh, playing no, a wonderful uh, guest wonderful guest weekend. yep uh matt uh, hopefully uh, your hair comes down and and you can uh, get back into society um and uh, we'll see you uh, hopefully soon <laughs> uh but for jeff and ken who are in the studio my name is neil and that was triviality matt because matt is the um he's the steven seagal in hard to kill he's in this coma <laughs> kelly kelly brooke uh <laughs> brings him back to health and he's got to figure out who he is again right there you and go. you can take that to the bank <laughs> the blood bank <laughs>